Hey everybody, it's Damara West. I am founder of Be Well Beautiful Woman. We help female leaders and entrepreneurs prioritize wellness so that they can lead optimal lives. We bring you our podcast today. That's one of the ways that we inspire wellness in your life. In addition to that, we have our blog. We have a tour coming up, the Be Well Beautiful Woman. In fact, the guest that we have on today is going to be on our main stage lineup. And boy, oh boy, she has had an amazing entrepreneurial journey. I cannot wait to introduce her. But in the meantime, I want to make sure that you are connected to our work in a lot of different ways. Make sure that you visit us at BeWellBeautifulWoman.com. You'll find information about our tour along with our retreat, our podcast, our blog, all things Be Well, Beautiful Woman. In addition to that, make sure that you are following us on social media. That's the letter B, Well, Beautiful. Again, that's B, Well, Beautiful. That's our Instagram and Twitter hash, um, our Twitter handle. In addition to that, follow us on Facebook at Be Well, Beautiful Woman. So with that, I have the pleasure of introducing, uh, introducing Krishan Lampley. She was seen, which you may have seen her, on CNBC's The Job Interview. She's a negotiant, and I hope that I pronounced that correctly, Krishan. <laughs> Close. <laughs> okay, good. Well, you'll set the record straight for us in just a minute. Uh, a, a wine enthusiast, and she's founder of LCS Entertainment, LLC, that features Love Corkscrew Wines. Love Corkscrew is a lifestyle brand that launched six varietals in the fourth quarter of 2013, along with wine-scented candles. Lampley leverages her platform to mentor young women and by building and, and by working with budding entrepreneurs. As she aims to break glass ceilings, her hope is to inspire and encourage at least one person at a time. And let me tell you guys, she has that effect because I got to meet her at an Empower Her conference in Chicago, and she definitely inspired me, which is how we ended up inviting her to be a part of our work. So Prashan, thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes, yes. So I want to start with the very first question that I feel is on everyone's mind. What is a negotiant, which I already know that I did not pronounce that correctly, which I will after this interview, and why is this significant? So what is a negociant? Uh, it's French, negociant. So I am a form of a winemaker. So the gist of it is I don't own a vineyard, but I source my grapes from different vineyards and I create the, uh, the varietal within each vineyard and they house my wine for me. So each formula is mine. Um, this is very significant, especially being an African-American woman because it's less than 0.009% of African-American women that do this in the world. So document it, there's only 60 of us out of 111,000 in the world that are either negociant, vineyard owners, or wine owners uh, as African-American women. So very significant, very small amount of us doing it, and a very difficult male-dominated industry that I, that I decided to partake in. Wow, wow. So you go big as a negociant. I, I, I said it right that time. Um, yes, yes, you got it right. Yes. <laughs> so I, I love that, right? I mean, and it's, it's significant beyond what we would think to be significant. And so talk to us about what is it like being one of 60? It's amazing and absolutely excruciatingly hard. 
Um, it is a mixture of never being taken seriously, uh, being definitely the, the only African-American woman in the room at majority of, of all the different meetings and, and events I shall go to uh, when it comes to winemakers. But at the same time, it, it's amazing because I have the opportunity to inspire so many people, not just women, everybody, not just entrepreneurs, but anyone and everyone that, that has a, a purpose in living their lives and, and wanting a, something to happen as far as a dream coming true or a passion, passion coming into fruition. Um, I'm part of that journey to show people that you can do it. Because I know one thing, if I can survive in this industry and I'm six years in as an owner, um, I know any of you can do it and, and you can make it happen. Yeah, yeah, I love that, right? So even though you recognize that you're reaching um, and inspiring women who um, are just like you and, and well beyond that, really your work is about inspiring anyone who's moved by it, right? And that um, that it's not about just about entrepreneurs, which is a part of what our platform's all about. It's about making sure that we can reach women from all walks of life, maybe women who feel stuck, maybe women who wanted to catapult a dream but are afraid, maybe women who are looking to transition out of their careers, whatever that might be. And so I love that you are a brand that's ultimately built to serve anyone who wants to be served by your work. So absolutely. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So you describe Love Corkscrew as a lifestyle brand. Um, that's really, really intriguing because not all entrepreneurs uh, describe their work in this way, right? Only a handful that I've come across. And so how did you land on um, building a lifestyle brand? And to just tell us more about that. Sure. The, the thought process of it years ago was to hit all five senses. There, there's so many things within the food industry and, and the wine industry. And actually, I'll, I'll put it very simple. When you're breaking bread and you're having a conversation over dinner, it's a very intimate, um, very uh, opening, very transparent time because you're, you're, you're enjoying a meal. And there's so many things that come with that that set that stage, whether it be the taste of the food, how it pairs with uh, the wine or, or the spirit or, or whatever you may be drinking, whether it's the conversation and the ambiance, where is the candle that's lit. I knew that I'm in an industry that's about the five senses, and I wanted to make sure I honed in on that. And I, and I think I did, um, definitely with the wine, uh, but I hit everything, the smell, the touch, the, the, the sound from the crackle of my candles to the smell of my candles, to the smell of the wine, to the touch. So I, I definitely wanted to hit every bit that, that makes someone comfortable, and it all makes sense together. Um, and like I said, my motto is indulgence knows no boundaries. So I, I, I hopefully uh, six years later, I'm hitting that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, right, like having you uh, be a presenter during last year's tours, and um, of course, you represented your brand well, which is what you always do. And um, your wine sold out at every single event. In fact, I've got a bottle yes, of wine is. that I am waiting to get from that tour, which I cannot wait. Yes. Delicious. Uh, Thank and the you. fact Thank that you. we can only, it's your, it's yours, right? I mean, that's it's the mine. thing. It it's is mine. yours. Nobody can replicate it. It's yours. You own it. Correct. Correct. I always say I, it's my UPC, so it's mine. Yes, yes, that's yeah, awesome. That's awesome. All right, great. So um, the next thing that I want to explore is the fact that you've created a major social media presence by intersecting your life with your product. 
tricks. What are the tricks yeah. to doing so seamlessly? Because you do it so well. It's like, it feels like you're not even trying, right? It feels like you're somebody that I know, even though really I've, I've only met you a few times. Um, and my connection to you is really through your social media presence. So how have you been able to master this? It's funny because I didn't even realize it until um, quite a few, till a few years ago. There would be people that would come up to me in several many different ways, either jumping up and down from meeting me or, or crying because they finally met me or they were touched by something I posted. A couple of years ago, I had a total hysterectomy. So it was a major surgery that I almost died. And there were people that were so, you know, moved when I would see them, they would just give me these big hugs. And it's funny because I never thought about how I affected people on social media. There's really no trick to it. And it's funny, I, I teach people in different classes and seminars to not overthink your social media. I use my product and my platform in Love Corkscrew just as if I, it was me. Like it, Love Corkscrew is me. So it's very easy to be transparent on my social media. It's very easy to post. I post sometimes throughout the day, my journey, what's happening. And that's just, it, it's innate in me. Um, but I don't want people to start overthinking when it comes to social media and their products. And I also want people to be smart about it. Um, example, I, I definitely don't post anything that's overtly, you know, upset and negative. I don't, you know, comment on cer certain things when it comes to um, politi uh, political comments or, or sports or, you know, things that they always say you don't talk to about with somebody you've never met before. So I make sure that I stay away from that. But it's really about showing my journey. And I tell entrepreneurs, most likely your product, your service, you're not reinventing the wheel. Most likely, and that's not to insult them, that's to say, most likely, there's somebody else who had your idea. But what makes it so special is you. Yeah. It's you. And this is definitely a thought process that, that, you know, some people may disagree with what I say. Some people will say, you know, no, it's all about the product. You go straight for the, the product and that is, you know, that will become universal. Well, I say no. I say mm -hmm. it's about your journey because there's thousands and thousands and thousands of wine out there. But when people see my story, they, they're touched. When people see what I'm doing and see my, my hustle and flow, they're like, okay, all right, I got to have that. Whatever that is, if it means that much to her and this is who she is, I got to try it. Yeah. And, and that's been the, the beauty of my social media. And like I said, it, it's above and beyond my product. It's just not selling the product. It's selling the fact that I promise you, you can do, you can do it. You can, you just have to go for it. And I want people to see that journey on social media. So, so I never hide my, my, my nose. I get to tell people all the time. I get plenty of nose nonstop, mm. but I also want, I want, and I want to show that, but I also want to show I am human. I also want to show I'm a woman. I also want to show that, hey, I'm here at this grocery store and y'all need to get down here and buy this from me right now. Yes, <laughs> so yes. I, I, sh I show it all. I show it all. And, and I think that is what's made Love Corks so special. Well, and I, what's beautiful about that is that you are um, 
showcasing your whole self, right? A lot of times we don't talk openly about failure or um, there are certain things that we want to really keep tucked away and which uh, the reality is, is that in some ways you are, right? You're showing all of your authentic self and there are parts of you there. So you're saying, well, that's not really a part of what we can keep this over here and I can still illuminate this brand um, just based on my lived experience, right? And so I, I love that because based on who you are and you, you, and you talked about that, right? Being a woman, being an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur failing at times, you know, getting you to, to sell, you know, to, to buy your product, that call to action. I think it makes the call to action easier because you're not all about just selling the product. You're all about, I want you to know me in all facets or in all facets that I really want to show you. And, um, and I think that that makes the yes that much easier for people. Wouldn't you say? Oh, yes. I, I always tell people, hey, I'm not the rock. I don't have the multi-million dollar marketing uh, efforts that they have. I can't be on Super Bowl commercials. So at the end of the day, I have to sell myself. I have to sell my brand. And I have to sell my baby and my love and my passion. And that's Love Corkscrew. So at the end of the day, it's mine. It's me. It's who I am. And I want people to enjoy it. And I want to express my my sincere gratitude to the people who do and I want them to spread the word and I know I can do that through uh, through my channel yeah yeah you definitely do so this is a good segue into the next question uh, so uh, you know I've had the privilege to spend time with you um, and, and it really seems like you're truly living your best life you seem authentically happy you have a glow about you and I know that I'm not the only one who sees this I'm sure because it's like you're light and you know the difference between being around someone that's light and being around someone that has this heavy um, energy and your energy is just very light and it, ex and it exudes in everything that you do so what's your secret to having so much joy um, I always say my, my heart's still beating. If I wake up, then I have a purpose, and that keeps me joyful. We all have issues. We all have problems. I live, if, if someone tells me a story about them as an entrepreneur and things that they failed at or them as a, as a woman or in relationships or whatever, yep, it's all happened to me. There's been plenty of death around me. You name it. It's happened. And there's, I still have to say, but you're alive. And I think we think of that as so cliche that we really don't dive into what that means. You're here for a reason. So what, I'm gonna wake up and be upset every day because I don't have any money or I, I don't have, I haven't sold as many bottles as I need to sell today or, or I, I don't have the certain people in my life anymore. My grandmother passed away. At the end of the day, I gotta keep moving. So I'm happy because I'm here, I'm here. And, I, I really seriously had a near-death experience, and, and that made me say to myself, all right, if this higher power wants me to still be around my happy-go-lucky crazy self, then I need to be here, and I'm going to be the best at that, whatever that is. So, yes, and, and it's funny. Um, I will say this. I've, I've been this way since a kid. I've always been the one who was just like, wah! Mm -hmm. So people always say, well, Krishan, you're so dramatic. I'm like, well, that's just me. Or, or some people, if, if I'm doing a speech or at a seminar, you know, I, my family, they're like, oh, bring it down. And, they're like, and then they catch themselves. And they're like, wait a minute, but that's you. <laughs> yes. That's who I am. Exactly. So this is, not, not, this is authentic me. I've always been this way. And, and I always will have a joy. As long as I have a heartbeat, I'm here. 
Yeah, powerful because I think what's wrapped into that is just this practice of gratitude, right? Like just acknowledging that I'm here. And while I'm here, yes. like I not only am I thankful for being here, but what is the highest use of my life while I'm here? And right now it's it's Love Corkscrew, right? And and that could be forever and it could be that it's something else or an iteration of that essentially. Um, you know, and in addition to that, I, I feel like there's something here about like what we choose to focus on, right? We can decide to focus on all the problems of life and that would be easy and that would be a choice that we can make. But it's actually easier if we are focused on the good in our lives and from that place we have more good it doesn't mean that there's not times when uh, life doesn't wreak havoc on us right and we experience immense loss and whatever setbacks those might be but really what it comes down to is what we choose to focus on because what we choose to focus on is what ultimately ends up growing I have havoc and issues almost daily when it comes to this business because everything I do is solely based on a consumer and what they purchase. So as a supplier, I'm dealing with salespeople, I'm dealing with stores, I'm dealing with distributors, I'm dealing with the wineries, I'm dealing with so many different moving parts. And it took actually my publicist Aikida and, and a, a good friend of mine to say the exact same thing two different times. I remember having a conversation with them and I'm on the phone, and I'm just like, oh, my day is horrible. I'm going to lose everything. What is going on? And I'm saying it just like this, like that's my voice, right? And both of them said two completely different times and two completely different situations. They said, but Krishan, it always works out for you. Mm. They're like every single time. Mm. It, there's not been one time you've not been able to figure it out or it worked out. Not yes. one time. And it took that the second person, the first time I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Aikida said it and I'm like, all right, I got it. I get it now. So you just have to just breathe, relax, pay attention to, to everything that's going on in your day. But for real, live every minute. Don't think about tomorrow and the next day and the next day. No, whatever is right in front of you, if you truly focus on that, and there's been several writers who wrote about this, um, but but paying attention to what's happening, living in the now, right this second, but really doing it. Again, we can say this, and we can say 50 million cliche statements, but if you truly live in that, things don't, they really aren't that bad. Even the worst really yeah. isn't that bad. Yeah, yeah. So I, there's, a, there's just a couple things I want to say before we move on to the next question. And um, one of which is that how powerful the spirit is that when a message is for us, it's going to keep coming back right um and so you heard it the first time and it came back a second time and oftentimes i experience that in like a trinity three times and it, it may come about through a conversation i'm watching something on tv i'm flipping through a magazine because whatever message we're supposed to have whatever we're supposed to have in this lifetime we're going to have it and it, it may mean that it just has to keep coming back to us so that's really powerful because i think the more we pay attention to that the faster we can fast track our success right things don't have to yeah. be as hard as what we make them we can experience flow even in the midst of immense setbacks um 
so there was something else that I wanted to say, and it actually left me. So my hope is that it comes back to me. Um, and so let me, I want to move on to this next question. Uh, so, you know, what, one thing that I heard from you when we first met in Chicago was that before you started Love Corkscrew, you had some entrepreneurial setbacks. Um, I believe you had an art gallery. So is that, am I remembering that correctly? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. And so you, you talked very openly about this. And so I'm, I'm really curious because failure is such a uh, point of contention for people, um, particularly for entrepreneurs. And so, you know, talk to us about what you did to rise powerfully from a place of failure. It really kind of resorts back to, to what I said before. I mean, there's been so many things that have happened in my entrepreneurial life um, that I've failed at. But it's true that you, you fail to, to achieve your success. So the failure is actually, you're, you're actually winning because you're learning a lesson. So I learned from the failure, failure of the art gallery that, one, I don't work very well in partnerships. And that's just me. And I had to come to, to deal with that. Good, bad, ugly, and different, whatever it is, it does not work for me. I learned that I worked better with a team. I worked better in, in contract, you know, con having contracts with, with different vendors and things as opposed to having certain things in-house, letting the experts do what they do. And that's what I learned. But I also learned people lessons. I learned of not getting in business with friends. Um, and these are the lessons that I learned as an entrepreneur. And, and it's still documented that with the number one business that goes out of business is partnerships. Yeah. Whether the partner, one partner shall pass away, one partner shall move on, um, move, um, or you just don't get along. There's so many things that are involved. So failure for me was growth. And it was growth in realizing what I was really meant to do and what my purpose really was. So I, I always tell entrepreneurs, you're, you're most likely going to fail. And again, I don't say that when I say this, I'm not being in, I'm not saying in a bad place. It's good. It's good when something doesn't work out because if you truly are an entrepreneur, if you truly want it, the next thing is going to happen and it's going to be bigger, greater, better. And you're going to take those lessons and you're going to make sure it works for you. Yeah, I don't want everything to be roses for you because if it is, you'll net. I mean, who wants to live like that? You'll never get any internal, like, feeling of, of accomplishment because it just comes through. It's not that easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I have good. an idea and I'm a millionaire. No, look, look at the stories of all, all the people that became millionaires. There was a lot that went with that. You can look at the Facebook story. Yeah, but look at all the business partners that he lost and the friendships he lost. Like, there's so many things to it. Um, and, and I think we all have to understand that failures do develop something bigger and better and you can grow from it. So I, this, you said so much, right? I mean, there's this saying that you can't have roses without the thorns, right? So that's the first thing that it's just that you want beauty, but, but there's going to be some hard stuff in order to get to the beauty. Uh, and in addition to yeah. that, right, this idea that every single thing that you've done in your life has been a part of what you needed to learn to propel you forward. Um, and that you don't have any regrets about that, right? You, you have the experience, you learn from the experience, you actually 
activated accordingly and and this acceptance that you are going to fail more times than what you succeed and I, I think that when people see the shiny part of um of leadership whatever that means of brand building of being an entrepreneur what they don't get to see are all the things that happen leading up to that point and everyone we admire everyone there's not one person that we have admiration for that has not had significant failure in their lives and so I think the more we can just embody that the more we can just as you talked about earlier be in the present moment learn what we need to so that we can bounce back quickly and and so you know resilience is such an important part of entrepreneurship because it's really not for the weak at heart we got to be all in it um I just got done reading Rachel Hollis's book, Girl, Stop Apologizing and Girl, Wash Your Face. And one of the things that she said in, in the book, which I, it just connects really well to what you're saying, is that, you know, would I continue to do this work regardless of what happens as a result of doing it? Right. So if, if right. I write this article and nobody ever reads it, would I still write? If if you, of course, when we're talking about like a brand like selling wine, you got to be able to make money on it. Right. But I think the idea is, is that we have to have so much passion that we're not attached to the outcome. And I think that's in part what you're illuminating for our audience. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Good, good, good. So sis, the, um, the, the last thing that I want to say as, as we wrap up is you said yes to our Be Well Beautiful Woman tour as a mainstay. So you're going to be joining me. We're going to have an amazing fireside chat. I want you to just share with our audience why you said yes to Be Well Beautiful Woman and what are a few things that folks can expect from you as a result of having this chat with me? Well, I definitely am excited to come back. I met so many great women last year uh, when I was there, and and I've watched them grow on, on social media. I definitely connected with a few and able to see them on Instagram and, and Facebook and watch uh, their growth and, and some of the advice that they, they took uh, from when I was there last time. Um, I think you have an amazing thing. I think Michigan is great, and there's, there's so many great, wonderful, wonderful women there. So I'm very excited to come back. Um, what they're going to expect is, is so much. Um, I, I know some that hopefully will come back from last year can remember I had a, you let me have a few minutes to, to have some fun and teach, teach a couple of classes. And uh, I just saw the look in their eyes and, and that made me say, I got to come back. I got to mm. come back and, and hopefully meet some other amazing women. But they're going to get a lot. Um, literally, a couple of weeks prior to me coming to the first one, I believe I'm coming to Kalamazoo, right? Yep, yep, Kalamazoo's um, our first going one. To, yeah, uh, I'll be finishing up uh, two weeks prior to that. I'm doing my TEDx, and I'm beyond excited. That was number two on my bucket list. Awesome. Uh, for those that don't know what a TEDx is, that's a TED Talk. Um, it has the uh, possibility for millions and millions of views on YouTube. So I'm very, very excited about that, and uh, it's something that I've been practicing and practicing and 18 minutes to do a speech with no prompter no notes and everything like that it's not that easy as many speaking engagements as I do so I'm going to be very excited to, to tell you guys how that happened hopefully even uh, possibly when, as, uh, as I'm talking to the ladies that we can might be able to watch it it'd be great uh, to have them see it but they're going to get so many lessons on again um, everything from from how to get in a bit to a big box store 
Um, I'm in Benny's, Target, Whole Foods, Mariano's. I'm in some great stores. So I know you have quite a few women that come that have products, so I can teach them about that. Um, teaching uh, the difference between if this is just your hustle or if you're truly an entrepreneur. Um, there's so many uh, different viewpoints on that, but definitely my, my story um, can teach a lot for women, and a lot of people want to know about my social media marketing. So we'll, we'll get dive into that a little bit, but definitely my journey um, has been a long one. I've been doing this for 25 years, wow. six years of love corkscrew, but being in sales and marketing for over 25 years, uh, definitely, I definitely have some, some nuggets to drop uh, to people and hopefully I can help some women out. I love that. I mean, <laughs> that alone should make women want to come because you are not holding back. You want to give folks all that you have to give um, in terms of your insights. And so um, audience, make sure that you join us. Do not wait to get your ticket. I promise you we are going to sell out this year. Check it out at BeWellBeautifulWoman.com. Make sure that you're following us on all of our social media channels, um, and which is the letter B, Well Beautiful, Twitter and Instagram, and like us on Facebook at uh, Be Well Beautiful Woman. So Krishan, I am so excited about this TED Talk. I cannot wait to hear how it goes. I cannot wait to see it. I cannot wait to share it with our audience. And in the meantime, um, you know, you're going to be joining us and I want to make sure that our people who are listening can get in touch with you. So how can they go about doing that? Yes, um, just like we spoke about my social media, you guys can easily find me. It's simply Love Corkscrew. There's no commas, no dots in between that. Just love, cork, screw on all my social media, and you will find me, Krishan Lampley. You don't even have to look up Krishan Lampley. Just love, cork, screw, <laughs> and I'm there. Also, my website, lovecorkscrew.com. I love it. Make sure that you check out this phenomenal woman. In the meantime, y'all, I am so grateful for you. I cannot wait to see you uh, or uh, be with you in some capacity, whether it's on our podcast or on our Facebook Lives or wherever that may be. Um, hopefully that will be at the tour. But in the meantime, y'all, take good care and ashe.